and a blessed week and a glorious day. And to Jesus be all the praise and God's people said, Amen. Amen. And with me today is Chad, and I'm so glad he's here. Yes, sir. And we're going to talk about something very important, recognizing false prophecy. Wow. Well, it's needed. So needed, sir. Yeah. And, and it, it's time. I began uh, looking at that with you yesterday from Scripture, and today I'm going to finish. And I pray that the Lord will really bless you with this. Yes. And dear Jesus, I thank you from all my heart that you give us your word to give us the answers through your blessed word. To you be all the praise, all the glory, and honor forever and forever. And God's people said amen and amen. And thank you for being with me on this wonderful day. So let's let's continue from where we left off yesterday. And I'm sure some of you missed what I said. And so I'll just repeat some headlines. So let's go to 1 John 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. So I think it's it's our responsibility as believers to really obey that. Because many false prophets are gone into the world. I said something yesterday. I said, imagine that John said many false prophets in his day. Hmm. You know, he had many, they, they had many false prophets then. Yeah. Think about how many we have now. Wow. And yeah. I will tell you that 2024 is going to be one of those years where a lot of prophecies will be given that are not really going to be of the Lord. And let me just go back and say something that I should have said over and over, but sometimes people don't hear everything you know we say. All right, so prophecy, there are four rounds of prophecy. Number one, there is the word of prophecy. And that's in 2 Peter chapter 1, where he talks about the word of prophecy, which is scripture, really. And scripture has no mixture. There's no human mixing with it. Secondly, you have the office of a prophet. Now, the office of a prophet is somewhat like an Isaiah, like a Jeremiah, like an Ezekiel, like a Daniel, that God has raised, recognized by the nation, recognized by the church as a true prophet. Now, someone who comes along with 30 people in their church and they self-appoint themselves, really are not true prophets. They may have the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is different. The the gift of prophecy belongs to the whole church. All of us can prophesy. But prophets, that's that's a whole different place and a whole different ministry. Then you have the third one, and the third one is the spirit of prophecy. The the spirit of prophecy mentioned in 1 Samuel 19 and also in the book of Revelation. And that is where, where someone comes under the influence of the prophetic and God begins to speak to them. Uh, in many of our crusades, when the anointing begins to flow, God begins to talk to people. And I remember many, many times people came up on the platform who were on a wheelchair hmm. and someone next to, to them was on a wheelchair. And because we would put the wheelchairs together in the stadium. And, uh, and I will never forget so many of them. When the worship began, God began to speak to, to many of them on the wheelchairs to pray for the person next door, That's to pray beautiful. for the guy 
or the lady or the little boy <laughs> next to them. And the Lord would tell them, now tell them I'm going to heal them. Wow. And they would look and say, the Lord just spoke to me. Now they're on a wheelchair. Think about that. The precious wow. lady on a wheelchair. God talks to her to tell the little boy or someone next to her, God's going to heal you. And they were all healed. Wow. We had so many testimonies of people coming up saying, oh, so-and-so was sitting next to me on a wheelchair, told me I'm going to get healed. That's the spirit of prophecy. That's and beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Or they would have a word for someone that the Lord would, would, yeah. would give them something because of the, of the atmosphere. That's what happened in 1 Samuel 19. When Saul was looking for David and came to Nebiot, and the spirit of prophecy came even on him. So that's the third. The, the fourth is the gift of prophecy, which belongs to all of us as recorded in Corinthians. So, But what is prophecy for? It's for edification, exhortation, comfort. It's not for fear. It's yeah. not for bondage. Yeah. It's not for confusion and chaos. Yes. It's for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that prophecy comes to scare anyone, to put fear in their heart, to confuse them, cause them to question. Never. Mm. And it's never outside redemption. Never outside redemption. Now, something very important. If someone gives you a prophecy that's not of God, you, have, you must break it or it will happen. You have to break it or it will happen. In Isaiah, it says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that will, will arise against you in judgment, you will condemn. And this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. So we have to take that seriously. If someone says something that we disagree with, we say, no, I break it. A so-called prophet years ago called me, gave me a word that wasn't from God. I rebuked him. Yeah. I said, I break it. And it never happened because I broke it. And there are people who will say all kinds of things about you and me. You have to break it, reject it. It won't happen if you reject it in the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name. So no, I reject it, I break it, I won't accept it. That's very important but because sometimes it will happen. It will happen if people do not take it seriously because there's power in words. There's life and death in them. And so prophecy outside redemption is psychic, pure and simple. And I'm not afraid to say it, nor do I care what people say about me or think about me when I say that. Because I have studied the word enough in the last few years, especially in the last 10 years, because it, it, it began to bother me when I had people come to my crusades and give people so-called prophetic words that were really psychic more than prophetic. So when someone says, your address is, you should say, hold it. What has this got to do with my redemption? Because if it's outside the realm of redemption, reject it, reject it. So your account number is, what has this got to do? Don't even let them even go there. Don't even let them say it. Your phone number is, don't let them even say it. Because if it's outside re re redemption, you don't want to hear it. So the question is, what has this got to do with my redemption? Nothing. So someone said, not long ago, a few years ago, so-and-so will be the president of whatever country. I said, what has this got to do? I'm thinking, what has this got, got to do with redemption? And their response was, well, he'll be a blessing to the country. I'm thinking, well, wait, wait, what country? His country or somebody else's country? Will, will, will he being president fulfill the redemptive plan of God for the Chinese people? 
and the Indian people. And those who don't know anything about America, come on, forget it. So, no, no, no. What has it got to do with the redemptive plan of God? So when the Lord gave words to Isaiah or Jeremiah or Ezekiel or any of the, of the, of the prophets about, let's say, Nebuchadnezzar, raising Nebuchadnezzar, who was the, the king of Babylon, or Cyrus, it was his plan for Israel, his redemptive plan for his own people. Yeah. He raised Nebuchadnezzar to punish Israel for their sins and then to punish him for, for actually punishing them later on. He judged Babylon and destroyed Babylon for what they did against the Jewish people. So there's a reason why God would give someone, a prophet in the Old Covenant, a prophecy about Pharaoh or about Nebuchadnezzar or, or anyone because they fulfilled his plan for his people. That's it. So anyways... I've had people disagree with me. Well, God told Elisha what words, the king of Syria. Yeah, but it had to do with Israel, didn't it? To protect Israel. Yeah. Nothing about the, the you know anything else. So there's it, a lot of confusion out there today. It's got to be based on scripture. And all prophecy must be influenced by the Bible or don't even yeah. accept it. So you have to ask yourself, what does it have to do with my redemption? Number one. Number two, is it edifying me? Am I exhorted? Am I comforted? If the answer is no, get rid of it. Reject it. So now, um, yesterday I said a little more about this, and I want to just repeat real quickly. So, number one, they have a form of god godliness but deny the power. In 2 Timothy 3.5, we discussed that yesterday. So if you missed yesterday, please go back and see what I said about that. Number two, Jesus said in Matthew 7, listen to what they say. Because out of the heart comes covetousness and the things that are negative. So how are they saying it? What, what's, the, what's behind it? Is it money behind it? Is it their greed behind it? Is it their pride behind it? Is it that they want to be like the atrophus in charge? Number three, I, I also said something very important from Jeremiah. I said uh, in Jeremiah 23, 14, it talks about how those, let's actually go to it quickly because there's a lot in there I want to really show you. Look at their life. What kind of life are they living? Because the, the prophets here that are, that are talked about in verse 14. It says, I've seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery. They walk in lies. They strengthen evildoers. And they're not, and, and, and here's something that is quite uh, you know, interesting about them. It says, hearken not, verse 16, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy to you. They make you vain. And that vain means worthless. They don't even make you feel right about it. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart. I showed you yesterday there's three sources of the prophetic. One, when God speaks. Second Peter 1, which, which I showed you, I talked about yesterday. Secondly, when the, when the, when the, when the devil speaks, 
like in 1 Samuel 18, when Saul prophesied under the demon, it says. Yeah. And three, when their heart is speaking. Here it says, they prophesy from their own heart, out of their own mouth. So you can tell what kind of life are they living. Are they really mm -hmm. pure and holy? And you know, one big thing is, does it lead you to Jesus? That's it. Amen. Does it bring you closer to the Lord? Or does it drive you away from him? Amen. Does it cause, and you know what? Another scripture says, they are not feeding the flock, they feed themselves. Oh. True prophets feed the flock. They're giving people scripture, the word of God. Not something from their own mind and heart. That's in Ezekiel 34. Let's read that for him. Ezekiel 34, verse 2 and 3. They're not feeding the people with the word of God. They feed their own, their, their, their own self, it says. Go ahead, Chad. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. That's it. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You know, Pastor Benny, I... It's amazing. And by the way, you were going to ask something earlier. It's amazing. People of God, please hear what Pastor Benny is saying. Because I, I, I look at 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. That is scary to me. That is a fearsome warning, and our Heavenly Father wanted to protect us. My yeah. question to you was going, to be, was going to be, how? How do we try or... Test the spirits. And what you're saying now, breaking it down, is so powerful because I believe some people have not learned this. Therefore, they A, either fallen by, by false prophets or B, completely rejected the gift of prophecy. So what you're doing is so powerful, sir. Look, I'm so excited just to sit in, sit in on this. Sadly, people today are looking for a word. They're so desperate to hear from God. So they run after prophets because they want to be comforted about something to do with their family or finances or future or whatever. And that's why they have crowds because people mm -hmm. are desperate. The problem is nobody is giving them the Bible. Wow. The word of God is lacking in their heart. You don't need these prophets if the word of God is really in you. If you know the word, you don't need it. Yeah. Would you now, say then, a, I'm so sorry. Go, no, I was going to say, ahead. would you say then a a prophecy or a word from the Lord will come to then therefore confirm a word that God has maybe totally. already stirred in your heart. Totally, totally. And the thing is this, look, we all need the gift of prophecy. Mm -hmm. That is scriptural. But the gift of prophecy is full of the word. It's still the word. Yeah. Remember, I said there's four realms, okay? Yeah. One of them is the gift of prophecy. Mm -hmm. But all of them are, are, are grounded in the word of prophecy. The word of, the prophecy. Word of prophecy is the Bible. The Bible. Yeah. Yes, sir. Second Peter 1, it talks about the word of prophecy. The word of prophecy has no human mixture. The office of the prophet does. The atmosphere of the prophetic does. The gift does. But it all must come from the word of prophecy. So true prophecy is full of Lord. Amen. It's full of his word. Amen. It draws people to Jesus. Yeah. It brings them closer to Jesus. Mm. And it's all Bible. Mm. It's not, well, there's a, an envelope in your pocket that says, 
No, it's all about the Bible, not, not about their address. It's about the Bible, not, not about their bank account. It's about the Bible. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it builds in you. That's why it says it's for edification. What edifies us? The Word. Not what the guy says or the lady. It's the Word uh, of God. That's it. Simple. Yeah. So now we're in this time. Everybody's got a prophecy about 2024. Is it Scripture? Is it based on Scripture? Or is it because somebody feels something's going to happen because whatever? Dismiss it. Is it edifying you? If it's not, forget it. Is it exhorting you? Is it comforting you? Is it within the borders of redemption? If it isn't, don't even think about it. It's not important. The Word of God is more powerful than any supernatural experience you'll ever have. Remember what it says in 2 Peter 1, where Peter talks about how they, they saw the glory of God. Read that for them, please. Yes, sir. They saw the glory of God. They heard his voice. The Lord Jesus was transfigured. Mm-hmm. He, he, he began to shine like the sun. His clothing became brighter than bright, whiter than white. And Peter says, but we have a more sure word of prophecy that you should take heed. As a light in darkness is the word of God. Yes. Today, you know, people don't know what the Bible really says about the Lord. They know what the guy says and don't, you know what the thing is? Do you remember what that man said to you? If you forget it, how can it be from the Lord? Unless it scared you, then you'll remember it. Yeah. But it's not from the Lord because it doesn't scare. It doesn't bring fear. Yeah. Pastor Benny, can you explain that difference? Because uh, I've, I know there are, I believe you've mentioned it before, that those who have the office of a prophet can bring a warning to turn to redemptive God's All redemptive about plan. God's redemptive plan. Look, I have I have known wonderful prophets like Bill Hammond, Kathy Lechner, Oral Roberts. All of them were prophetic, especially Bill Hammond and people like yes. him. Bill Hammond came with me. He's, he's up in age now, yeah. and he's a wonderful man of God. He is full of the word. Mm. Yes, sometimes they'll give you a warning, but with love. From scripture too. It's not it's not, oh, you're gonna die. Or you're going to lose your business because I said so. Come on, forget it. This is crazy stuff. Mm. It's scripture. There's a reason behind it. There's a reason for it. And it's biblically based. Not because someone hears the word. Is it in scripture? Has God done that before like that? Wow. If, if, if he did, pay attention to it. Okay. And when, when we say scripture, we also mean how did God do it in the past? Not what only God said, but how he responded to something. How he did something in scripture. It's all about scripture. So let me just say one one quickie here. Uh, and, and by the way, you, you want to just read that quickly? Absolutely, yes, sir. For we have not, I'm reading 2 Peter 1.16. Right. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Mm. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mounts. 
we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Let's talk a little more about Jeremiah 23. Let's go to Jeremiah 23. And in, in verse 15 through 17, there's a lot about that. Jeremiah 23. Yes, sir. Verse 15. Yeah. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into all the land. Wow. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They make you worthless. They make you feel like you're not worth much. Wow. They speak a vision of their own and, hearts. And if, and if you feel that, Dismiss it. Mm. Break it, in fact. Go ahead. They speak a vision of their own hearts and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say still unto them that despise me. The Lord hath said, he shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination or the stubbornness of his own heart, no evil shall come, come upon you. Keep going. Yes, sir. For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord? And hath perceived and heard his word. Who hath marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury. Even a grievous whirlwind. It shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. Now look, look at uh, verse 21. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. Mm. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they stood in my... Now watch, watch the end result here, okay? Yeah. If they stood in my counsel, if they were really of me, God says, and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way. Mm. In other mm. words, prophecy is to bring people back to the Lord. Yes. Wow. And from, from the evil of their doings. Wow. It's all about Jesus. It's all about bringing people back to the Lord, to, to trust and rely upon the Lord. Yes. In verse 28 through 29, read that for me. Yes, sir. The prophet hath had a dream. Let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord? And like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Okay, now. So it's the word of God that changes lives and changes hearts. But I, I want you to pay attention to verse 25 through 27. Of the same chapter? Yeah. Yes, sir. I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying I have dreamed, I have dreamed. Stop. So a lot of people do that. Absolutely. I've just dreamt, and I have a dream for you. Keep, keep, keep going. Watch what God says here. Yes, sir. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceits of their own hearts. Which think to cause my people to forget my name. Wow. That's the key. By their dreams. Wow. It, it takes Jesus out it of the It takes center. Jesus out. Wow. See? Wow. Which they tell every man to his neighbor. 
as the mm -hmm. fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. Wow. So a lot of a, a lot of them that say, well, I've had a dream from the Lord and God told me what they're trying to do is quite simple is what God said here. Wow. They tell them, they, well, let's, re let's just read it one more time. Yes, sir. Verse 26. How long shall this be in the hearts of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. Keep going. Which think to cause my people to, to forget, forget my, my name by their dreams. <laughs> so in other words, if I receive a prophecy and I walk away thinking, wow, that's a real prophet of God, rather than, wow, I want to love Jesus more. Yeah. If it drew me more to the prophet rather than the you got it. Then Jesus you himself, that is not of God. You got it. If it doesn't bring you to Jesus, if it doesn't bring you back to his word, it's not the true ministry of a prophet. Wow. Because it Lord. says they feed themselves, they're not feeding the sheep. Wow. So they're looking for glory. They're looking to be worshipped at the end of the day. These prophets. And more than that. More too. than that. Have you also noticed how when they prophesy later, they take an offering? Well, not money. You know, the ministry needs money. I know that. Come on. Of course. We, we, you know, we're real about that. It's God said in, in his word to succeed into his work. Yeah. But we are not to sell prophecy. Amen. We're not to sell the gift of the Spirit. Amen. That's where I have a problem. It is a gift. When they sell it. Yeah. yeah. It's a gift. They're making merchandise of it. Wow. That's the scary part. Okay, so. Let's ask some simple questions here. What kind of fruit does it produce? I'm just going to give them things. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you things to, to think about. For false prophecy or real yeah. prophecy? Both. Both. Awesome. What fruit is it producing? Good fruit or bad? If it's bad, don't touch it. Number two, does it glorify Jesus? These are the kind of things I'm going to write them down that, that you should ask. <laughs> What kind of fruit is it producing in my life? Is it, is it producing fear, confusion, chaos, questions, or peace, edification, exhortation, comfort? Number two, is it glorifying the Lord? If it's not, don't touch it. Rebuke it, in fact. Break it. Number three, does it agree with the word of God? Does it agree with Scripture? Number four, does it come to pass? Is it a bunch of hot air in the air? That, that doesn't happen. Mm. And that's Deuteronomy. Yeah. Uh, but here's another one. In 2 Corinthians 11, it says, does it produce liberty or bondage? Mm. Wow. Yeah. Now, in 2 Corinthians 11, Let's go to it quickly before I say goodbye here. And these are very important because these are, uh, you know, ministry fruits. It says, Paul says, if you suffer, if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take you or take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face, said, you, uh, you know, you, you suffer fools gladly seeing you yourselves are wise. And he's kind of rebuking them for accepting preachers that were not good. Wow. And he says, are they bringing you into liberty or, mm. or into bondage? 
Wow. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. So the question is, yeah. is it bringing liberty or bondage? Yeah. These are simple questions to answer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think finally, do you witness with it by the anointing in you? In, in, in John, uh, he says, the anointing that abides in you will let you know. Yeah. So do you have the inner witness of the Spirit? But really, I mean, when you think about it, there's one answer. Does it cost peace? But I think the biggest one of all, does it bring you close to Jesus? Amen. I think it's quite simple. Yeah. And you know, Pastor, I know you've, you've mentioned it before, what happened back in the 70s with prophecy. Oh, it and, became weird, yeah. destructive. It yeah. damaged the lives of friends I had. In those days, in the 70s, people that were very dear to me were destroyed by the prophetic. Wow. It became so weird, they wouldn't even eat breakfast without somebody saying, well, you ought to have eggs today because God right. said that. You well, it became ridiculous. That is bondage. Total bondage. That is not liberty. That's a great passage, Pastor. Yeah. Wow. That's a great They could indicator. not even marry somebody without a word. Literally, they couldn't even marry without someone getting a word first. That was crazy what happened. Wow. I saw it with my own eyes, with wow. my friends in my church. Yeah. Thousands of young, 3,000 young people in that church. And that prophetic thing began, and it got out of hand. And that's why I'm, I'm you know, look, look, I don't care anymore what people think of me. I'm 7, 20 years old. I don't really don't care because I've seen it, yes. and, I don't want, and I don't want to have to see it again. Yes. And it's something that is, that's happening again with the prophetic. And you people know that. Absolutely. And I think it's time to say, you know what? Is it in the Bible? If it isn't, I'm not going to accept it. Yeah. Amen. And remember this. Words are powerful. So you have to break them. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that will arise against you in judgment, you must condemn. If you don't, it'll come. That's in Isaiah 54. You've got to do what God says. Condemn it and break it. Oh, Lord, we break yes. every word yes, spoken Lord. against your people. Yes, Lord. We break every word. you you got to agree with me on that. Yes, Lord. We break every word spoken against any of your people. And ourselves too, Lord. Yes, we, Lord. We break it. We bring it down. Yes. Your word declares every word spoken against us. We can condemn and we condemn it now. This is our heritage from you. Blessed, wonderful Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, and we apply the blood yes. on your people. Protect your saints in Jesus' name. Jesus name. God's people say amen and amen. amen. Now, I want to bring balance because we do need the prophetic yeah. as long as it's based on Scripture. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. It's time now to give to the Lord's work because giving has become more important today than ever before. Giving now secures our future financially. It doesn't secure our future spiritually. It doesn't secure our future with health. It secures our future financially. Yes. Because some people pay, they say, well, if I give the Lord an offering, I'm going to get healed. Oh, no, you won't. You cannot sow money to receive a healing or salvation or anything spiritual. If you need something spiritual, you sow something spiritual. If you need something physical, 
you sow something physical like move. So if you need a financial, if you need a spiritual miracle, you sow spiritually. If someone wants to be saved, they just they come to the Lord and believe Him for salvation. That's a seed, faith. We 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 agree with God that we are, that we're going to see salvation come, or in in our own heart, we all had to act by faith to receive Jesus. It's an act of faith. So we do something spiritual. If we want a healing or a miracle, we do something physical. Jesus said, get up and walk. Stretch your arm. He, he asked him to do something physical. But if you need a financial miracle, you do something financially. You sow seed in the kingdom. That, that's how it happens. And so Jesus said, when you give, you receive. So yeah, it's time to give. And it's on the screen for you right now. You can sow your seed. And listen, listen. If you care about your future financially, this is the time to sow. This is not the time to say, I don't believe it, or I'll do it later. This is the season to sow, so God can protect your future financially. So you can go to our website, benny.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. And tomorrow I'm going to teach on fasting and prayer. Because this is the time, I think, well, you just came out of a fast. Oh, you're still in it, I think. I came out of it. Oh, you came yeah, out of it. Yes, sir, okay. yeah. Yeah, all these wonderful young men that work with me and Chad, who, who's been traveling, uh, uh, have, have been fasting the last few days. And it looks like today was your fast day fasting. Yes, sir. I'm very yes, proud sir, of you. Yeah. I fast every day, by the way. I fast every day. Yeah. I, I, I don't eat anything till about late afternoon. And then I eat. But I pray. I can't even pray right if I eat. I, I, I wait, I pray, then I eat. All right, much love to you, and I'll see you tomorrow for a very powerful teaching. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Han Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory. Because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right, you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving, thank you for giving, and let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.